Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your ho- I will be your host. Your ghost host. I'll be your ghost host. And in this episode, um, we're going to be talking... Stop it. Stop it. We're going to be talking about um, a three-night Disney cruise. Uh, we had the pleasure of taking on the Disney Dream uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, very excited because everybody in this room, including the Wandering Finger, was on the cruise. So a chance for everybody... The people who get- are listening... And not watching are going to be. Like, they have to listen. They have the, to watch if they want to find out what the wandering, wandering finger. <laughs> so everybody can participate and tell us um, your thoughts on what I thought was a great cruise. And speaking of our panel, we are joined by agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi everyone. Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kristen Turner. Hello everybody. Client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Hi. Close. Again, once again, you've ruined the intro. See police. Seven, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. There you go. This uh, is fun. Chief Executive Officer for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Peter Werner. Hello, everyone. Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Stacy Wood. Hey. And our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Again, hi, everybody. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, as I mentioned, this is part two of a three-part series we're doing on our Disney Dream three-night sailing. The last thing we did last week, we talked about the ship in general. We talked about staterooms. And we talked about some of the activities that make Disney different from other cruise lines. So what we wanted to focus on this time is we want to talk about onboard experience and what happens on the Disney cruise and things that set it apart from other cruise lines. And one of the things that's very different on Disney Cruise Line than any other cruise is this idea of rotational dining. Tracy, why don't you tell us about rotational dining and what does that mean? So with Disney, they have three main dining rooms. So rotational dining really just means that. You're rotating through each of the restaurants. So on a three-night cruise, you're going to do each restaurant once. Um, once you get into four, five, seven-night cruises, then you'll repeat some restaurants, and they'll, they'll be on a rotation. Um, so with their Animator's Palette, Enchanted Garden, and Royal Palace on this ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had talked about this on a previous show. The main dining rooms in Disney, the food quality, the quality of the experience – is what we all feel a step above from what other cruise lines are doing. Again, when you compare this to what other cruise lines do, other cruise lines, you stay in the same dining room every night. The theme changes, the Mm -hmm. food changes. You know, they may change their shirts to a different color. But Disney has really taken this idea of themed dining on the cruise to the next level. Well, and while we're talking about dining, because we are talking specifically about about the dream, Um, when Disney went and had these ships built, the dream and the fantasy. Uh, one of the things they did was expanded the size and scope of their kitchens. Um, one of the big criticisms Disney had with the wonder and the magic was the food was not, and to some degree still is not all that good. Um, so that was kind of paid attention to, uh, when they, when they built these, built these kitchens and I, you can really tell the difference between a sailing on the wonder of magic and a sailing on the, on the dream of the fantasy and the food, the food is markedly better, markedly better. Do you want to talk about each restaurant and what the theming of that restaurant is and what we thought of the food? If you'd like to, I would love to. <laughs> I thought you would. That's what I live for. <laughs> so animators palette, 
what would you say that the theme is it's really Animate, an art an it's, it's, it's a palette that's been animated <laughs> that's like so Canadian it's, education yeah, system for that's you. right it's it's really very much like an artist studio wouldn't you say you know there's like paint pots and right you know and there's, uh, there's renderings there's drawings of every stage mm-hmm. uh, of the animation process but there are interactive displays throughout the restaurant that are showing various things and then uh, very similar to Turtle Talk with Crush at Epcot, you have Crush kind of swimming around these different displays and actually stops and engages with people at certain tables and you can do the question and answer thing with them and uh, it's really kind of cool because uh, we were seated in a the middle of the restaurant, so we didn't have a... I thought this time it felt very hard to hear what was going on. I didn't really understand a lot. The restaurant was definitely loud. It was very loud. Um, again, this is one of those things that's so different than any other cruise line. Pretty much any experience. I mean, where else do you have this interaction thing, interactive experience at your table? Mm. So, I mean, it's very, very cool. But again, we were sort of... It was tough to hear what was going on. But I, it didn't really... That didn't take away from that experience for me. Because I had seen it before, so it wasn't like I had to be there and interact with him. I thought it was really great. It was a lot of fun. Let's talk about the food uh, at Animator's Palette. It was my favorite. Was it? Yeah. It definitely seemed to me, I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but on each of the three nights, it seemed like the food got better and better. Like, built to a crescendo. (laughs) The first night was okay. The second night was, that's pretty good. Third night was, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we actually started in Enchanted Garden. Then we went to, what's that other restaurant? Royal Palace. Royal Palace. Palace. And then we wound up in Animator's Palette. So that's how the, our progression of dinner went. Um, I'm just going to say this sort of blanket going in, and I'm going to let you guys have the rest of the conversation. We did not have a great experience at any of our dinners. Um, so everyone else seemed to have a good meal and seemed to have a good time. So I'm going to chalk it up to our experience and just leave it and at you're that. You're just a pain in the neck. Well, no, there's more to it. There were several tables of our group there, and our group would get our entrees while you all were getting dessert. Right. So, again, I don't want to, I, I think it would be unfair for us to go, oh, this is terrible, and our service was bad, and everything was bad, when everybody else had a really good time, yeah. and everybody else's experience was spot on. Also, so at I'm, our last restaurant, we sat next to a table of unsupersized, supersized, unsupervised <laughs> children. Unsupervised children. During our dinner, John and I had a young boy crawling between our feet under our table carrying a Mickey bar. <laughs> and no one said a word to him. Right. So uh, we had a different dining experience. Yeah. So again, I, I don't believe it's fair for us to then chime in and say, oh, no, ours was different. So I've got that out of the way up front. Do you one guys is, really like the food here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought, honestly, I thought the food for the cruise in overall was very good. It certainly was higher than my expectation. And um, you know, there were some meals that were like, okay, well, this could have been better, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't awful by any means. So, and if you hear beeping, it's my security system. Somebody's opening a door somewhere, and there are other people in the house right now while we're recording. Um, it's driving me nuts. I want to go beat and somebody. We don't notice it, but that's all right. Um, the uh, uh, one thing I do want to mention about rotational dining, just because if someone's doing their, this is their first cruise, and we were talking about this off air before, that you know, people are like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Um, on your key to the world card, your uh, or in your, I'm sorry, in your stateroom. It's not in your key. To, is it's it on, on your key to the world card. Yeah, yeah. both. Um, you will see, um, you will see a series of letters that may say, you know, R A E on it. 
and for dining. And what that means is the first night you're in Royal Palace, the second night you're in Animator's Palette, the third night you're in Enchanted Garden. And for whatever the duration of the cruise is, you're able to see... You know, and it'll what, have a number on it, too. That'll tell you your table your number. Ta- we'll say your table number. And that's number. the great thing about rotational dining as well. You're moving from restaurant to restaurant, but your wait staff is coming with you. Right. You have the same So you have the same servers. serving team. Um, you're sitting at the same table. If you do have table, other table mates that you haven't... They are not related to. Sometimes that happens. Um, they are traveling with you. So it's kind of keeping a consistency throughout as well. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about when you get seated at a table with people you don't know? Because I had a bad experience with that. I don't. I personally don't like it. It's not my thing. And I think partly because I was raising a special needs child. And so I needed to be... Our dinners was ours. It was very uncomfortable for him to be sitting with people that he didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so I think my experience might be a little bit different. But I can tell you, I don't like it. I, I wouldn't go to a restaurant and share a table with people I don't know. Well, I, got, I, I had a situation once where you know, we were seated at a table with another couple. And the, you know, first night, very, very nice couple. And we chatted and we got to know each other. Um, and like the first couple nights, it was a seven-night cruise, first couple nights... The third night, we decided to go to Palo. And the next night, we go back. These people were furious. <laughs> like, they got, like, attached. Like, there was something wrong with them. And they got, like, really attached. <laughs> and they just were so furious that we went and didn't tell them. And I'm like, I don't freaking know you. I was going to say, was it your brother and sister-in-law? <laughs> well, there. Yeah. John and I were on a cruise one day with a mother and her daughter. And the daughter came to dinner and would sit, turn her dining chair around and sit with her back to the table, would only eat chicken fingers out of her lap. And every time her mother spoke to her, she would scream, I hate you. Uh, that, was a fun, that was a fun cruise. It was a Disney cruise. It was a Disney cruise. <laughs> and I know people who love that part of cruising, oh, and that's do. a very Absolutely. traditional part of cruising. It is. Having cruised for many years since I was 16 years old, that was a part of. That's always been a part of cruising. Um, so, but it was a part that I was never comfortable with. We would ask for our own table. Right. I and that's say, my can, the, the point. Yeah. The point I'm about to make is that you yeah. can go to your mater d and say if. I and would like can, to be seated at my right. own table. And you can even do it ahead of time. Yeah. So if you but don't want that uncomfortable... Yes. So if you don't want that uncomfortableness on board of sitting with people and then not liking them and wanting to change, you know, we can add a request to your cruise prior to you sailing saying they would like their own table. Disney never guarantees requests. This is, is what just what it's called, a request. They do try their best. And typically, I'm finding now when I cruise, it used to be a lot of large tables and now when you cruise, you see a ton of tables for two, tables for four. Mm-hmm. But and that I've, being said, I've also booked people who have then said, listen, these were my table mates on the next cruise. We're going to travel again together right. this time. Right. So there are... There are many, as many success stories as there are bad experiences. Yeah, and now. honestly, in you know, I've been on... I can't count the number of cruises, not just Disney, but other cruise lines. And I'll say about half of those experiences I've had people at the table I didn't know. And that's the only one I can come up with that was a negative experience. But it was enough for me to like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I got plenty of my own crazy. I don't need yours. (laughs) With our party of five, we always, both times we've had a family of three sit with us and they ended up being our friends. And actually, um, I had one of them turn client. So I 
promoted myself during that <laughs> uh, meal. Um, also, I wanted to mention that there's two dining times. So um, yeah. there's main dining at 545. And it then, depends on the ship, but it, around there. And then yeah. the other one's like 815-ish. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And that's another thing. If you can't get that one and you want main dining, we can request we can waitlist you for the early waitlist. Wait yes. yes, that's what I meant. Absolutely. So, about the other restaurants, Enchanted Garden, as Tracy would describe it, it's an enchanted garden. <laughs> it's a garden that's been enchanted. It's, that's been enchanted. <laughs> it's 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 a nice, um, you know, it's a nice atmosphere. An enchanted garden. It's my least favorite and of the mine three. Mine too. Mine too. Um, not also, in terms of food, just in terms of you know, I don't it's know. It's a great hall of the people with some garden accents. Yeah. If, doesn't it feel, though, that restaurant to me felt the tightest of all of them? It felt yeah, like we were did. sitting so close to everybody else. It felt like I was eating in Ellis Island. It was just so crowded. Yeah. And, and again, our, our exactly. experience was we would see everyone around us have their food served and their appetizers and their entrees, and they would be getting dessert, and we would get our appetizer. I think that had more to do with our server team because we had that problem the first night in Enchanted Garden where it was, I mean, it was an hour and 45 minutes before our our entree was served. Yeah, it was pretty bad. We, we had an 8 o'clock dinner time and our entrees were delivered at 10.05. Mm. We ran into this, though, on another cruise that a number of us had done together where we were spread out over two or three tables larger. And I think what was happening and what happened that first night is that they were trying to time the meal to feed all of our large tables at once. Well, they failed. And it just created chaos. <laughs> and, that's, and I think they realized after that 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 just wasn't going to work. Right. So I think this was a unique situation for sure. And I have found anytime I've had dining issues, it's always been because I've had a really large table. And so again, I I'm not talking about the food quality. I'm just talking about our experience. Yeah. Then uh, we went on to Royal Palace. What do you guys think of that? It's a palace of royals. Of royals, oh, um, excellent. It, it's that I think is the most beautiful oh, right. of the three restaurants. Animator is definitely the most fun. It's an incredibly elegant. It's like a castle dining room, it right? Is, like it's it is you know, absolutely and. Uh, there, It's a. I really, I really love that that restaurant. I think that's probably my favorite outside of Palo. Um, but speaking yeah. of Palo, Palo leads us into the adult dining options on the ship. Tracy, why don't you tell us about those? Um, basically, we have Palo and Remy on on the uh, newer ships. So they're both um, paid restaurants. So you would pay a surcharge, obviously, or definitely not as much as you would pay. Like, a, it's not like you're getting a full bill for a full menu, but there's an upcharge for each. And uh, depending on the length of your cruise, there may be a brunch as well as dinner. These are adult only. Um, There is a dress code that's enforced that's not enforced in the rest of the ship. Right. Um, uh, Yeah, that's it. There's a dress code. It's uh, Palo is, I believe, collared shirt and slacks for gentlemen, uh, skirts for skirts and pantsuits and didn't and i think they've laxed it a little bit for brunch where now you can wear jeans at palo or yeah. something remy is still a lot remy stricter. jacket and tie yeah. yeah remy is jacket and tie yeah and so you know these are these are there and again disney's not with these restaurants this disney is relying on this revenue to continue operating whereas it's a little bit different than other cruise lines that have specialty restaurants these really are for adults to have a private experience you know well, there's also a the difference kids. on another on a royal caribbean ship you're paying half price so you pay an upcharge to eat right. in the specialty restaurants. On Disney, you're just paying a slight fee yeah. to eat yeah. in the adult restaurants. And 
but the the, the, price, the price of the cruise is considerably higher. And Paolo is a uh, northern Italian gourmet is mm-hmm. the is the menu, whereas uh, Remy is uh, is French gourmet, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Remy in particular is what you would consider uh, a Michelin star level of service menu. And do you um, enjoy it? Is it? I, I have. I've eaten. only done it once. Okay. I've only done it once, and it was, it was spectacular. But I, I have a funny story about that. Um, we were having our dinner, and the table next to us had gotten their check, and this guy's face was white. And he, I, he, I hear him saying something to the, uh, I hear him saying something to the server, and I couldn't really make it out, but I knew something was going on. Then I heard him say, "But seventeen hundred dollars," and he goes. The server walks away and comes back with the wine list, and he's showing him the wine that he ordered was seventeen hundred dollars. Oh my god! Oh my god! And. You know, I guess he, you know, I don't know if he made a mistake in what he ordered, but this guy was, and his wife had gone to the restroom and she came back and he said, well, we're not spending anything for the rest of this cruise because (laughs) that bottle of wine was $1,700. So um, this has, this has a, this has a wine selection. There are bottles of wine on that list that are upwards of $5,000, or at least it was, I haven't been in there in a while, but. Um, so this is, you know, that's why I say it's a Michelin star level dining experience, and I don't, I don't believe it's a Michelin, it's Michelin star rated. So I don't want to confuse anybody, right. but it's that level of dining experience. So yeah, you can you this can is, spend some real money on one. Yeah, this is multi course, um, small portion, right? Um, a lot of this uh, is gourmet dining gourmet experience. Gourmet dining experience. Very, very. It was great. We had a good time when we did it. We My one and only time I went there, I got absolutely bombed. We did the. I don't drink wine at all, pairing, and yeah. I did the wine pairing, and it was just little sips. That's uh, all it takes. Apparently, but there were like eight of them. They're like eight courses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you have a funny story about Palo. Do you want to tell your husband's story about Palo? <laughs> My husband may never forgive me, but why not? <laughs> so we go to Palo. We're on. We're on the cruise and. We weren't planning on doing Paolo, but then we were invited. And I think it was actually brunch. And at that time, they did have the dress pants rule. The, the code was the dress code pants. was dress pants. So he shows up in nice jeans and a collared shirt, and they call him over. I'm sorry, sir. You need. He hadn't brought any. He's like, oh, okay. He's all right. I'll skip brunch. And um, they're like, oh no, no, come with us. They have a. They had a spot where they had pants in different <laughs> oh sizes. But he had runners on, right? But no, it's okay. They had shoes too. And so runners are Canadian for sneakers. sneakers yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he had, they had a selection of pants and jackets in different sizes. My husband's not a small man. They could accommodate and he's, you know, and a little bit on the short side and they fit in length and they had shoes that would fit him. They're like, Oh, you can keep them for the week, sir. Cause we had a couple other oh, that's times funny. that we were going back. And so he's wearing that. I'm mortified. I am mortified. My husband wore that like a badge of honor. He did. He was so proud of himself. <laughs> However, the best comment was he decided the next time he came on the cruise, he wasn't going to pack at all. I'm not yeah. packing at all. He's like, I don't have to pack them. They'll just ha- give them to me at the restaurant. Hashtag straight men problems. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And that's, the, that's how you know he's straight. He wears somebody else's pants. 
It was but so funny. It was Tracy so was so was embarrassed. He's like, look at this. They gave me yeah. pants. They gave I'm me wearing, shoes. I'm wearing borrowed pants. Yeah, I didn't even have to pack them. He was so happy. Was and then the next time we're packing, he's like, I wonder if they lend out bathing suits. <laughs> <laughs> what about underwear? Do you think yeah. they have underwear I could borrow? He didn't, it didn't bother him at all. He thought it was great. But they did have them available, which was interesting. He said it was research. <laughs> he did research. Hey, we used it on a show. We did. But go. they didn't real. Never mind. Yeah, no, say, no, but they didn't realize he was, he was going commando. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so let's go on to quick service. Let's just talk quickly. Adult. Okay. There's one other adult area where uh, the Cove Cafe um, by the adult pool. Mm-hmm. I love that spot. Oh, that's yeah, my favorite too, yeah. place. I love in the ship. that spot. It's, a little bit about it's it. adult only. You can a small little coffee. You know, coffee house if it was on land, but a little cafe. I don't drink coffee, but they serve a lot of specialty coffees and, and beverages and in teas. there. And teas. Mm-hmm. And they have a, a bar. They have, they do, and it's they have a, usually have a little uh, display case where they've got some desserts. finger foods and desserts and stuff. I love going there and yeah. having a tea, sometimes just a Diet Coke. It's always quiet. Cool. Bring in a book. Yep, there's comfortable chairs inside and out. Yeah, you grab a little snack and have it, and there's usually no kids in there so that's a really there should nice, never be kids in there. i know every once in a while they sneak in but well there are, that's also in the adult area yeah but they can't close that area off children do walk through there and right. i think what happens is they become curious as to what it is yeah so so uh, i love that area that's one of my favorite places and the coffees are an additional charge they are. that is not part of your cruise fare but However, they have a loyalty card yeah. they do uh, for every five cups of coffee you buy you get one free um, with their loyalty card, and now it used to be that Disney Cruise Line, along with the rest of Disney, served Nescafe. It was their free coffee on the ship, and it was horrible. Now they've since moved to Joffrey's. So I used to say that you know, getting coffee, the free coffee, don't do it. Go go buy it because they're using really good stuff in Cove Cafe. But I gotta say now that they're using Joffrey's. Um, I think that might have hurt Cove Cafe to some degree because the coffee's so much better now. The coffee in the concierge lounge was incredible. It was so good. I don't know what they were serving, but it was really good. It was good. It was good. We'll tell you all about it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Because you know you couldn't go in there. So let's move on to quick service. A lot of quick service options on these newer ships for sure, which is great. Yeah, so if you're looking for casual dining, you've got Cabanas, which is the buffet. Um, So that's open at varying hours. It's also very good. Yeah, we only, I think we only did that once. That, but again, it's only three nights. We you don't have a, very a lot busy of time. Week too. We, we did, we had weekend. meetings and stuff. Um, but they, they're doing breakfast and lunch, and on select nights, they'll also do a dinner buffet if you don't want to go to the main restaurant. Um, there's also Flo's Cafe, you know, out at the out on the pool deck. I thought that was really well done. We had eaten there twice this time, and I thought they kind of upped the game a little bit on the quality of that food. This right. is your finger, your your. Chicken fingers right. and, and burgers and pizza. Sausage then, sandwiches. Yeah. Then they have that display case where you can get fresh fruit or a salad or wraps or sandwiches. So That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. A lot of times on cruises, there's that fresh element is always missing. You're not kind of doing hot dogs and hamburgers and chicken fingers over and over again. There's a great place for that to get some sort of fruit. Now you want a tuna sandwich. The other thing is, as long as they're not busy... I have gone there, and instead of getting a tuna wrap, I've asked them to make me a tuna sandwich. So they're very accommodating that way, too. Um, One of the other things that was a discovery for me, because I hadn't done any research before we went on the cruise, and it's a relatively new addition, just outside of Cabanas was, what was the name of it? The candy name? Vanellope. Vanellope Sweets. Yes. And Pete loved this place. Okay. Like, he couldn't talk enough about it. Was in, c- come on. 
It was amazing. It was, it was very amazing. fun. It, it was do fun. It for me, but okay. It's a yeah. lot of fun. So it's a, it's a candy shop, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got all these different candies, and you can go around with the bag and fill up your bag with candy. But it's also gelato, uh, a gelato place. And not only could you get like different like gelato cones and sundaes and things like that, but you could order special gelato sundaes to be delivered for your dessert in the dining room, which is what I did for our group. So we got like eight or nine of these things for our group, and they come in these like huge cups. They're trophy cups <laughs> right. because it's yeah. Vanellope from Wreck-It Ralph, right? Right. right. Yeah. Okay, good. I got that right. Mm-hmm. And so... That, to me, I was like, okay, this is the coolest thing ever. Really good gelato. Excellent gelato. And candy. Yeah. It wasn't that expensive. Yes. It was what, like $13, $14 it was like $14 for, one for like one of these massive, massive things of, of gelato. It was like at the kitchen sink in a uh, from Walt Disney World in a... In a loving cup is what we used to yeah, call it. Yeah, because it's what, like six or seven different scoops of gelato, different types of gelato, and then all these different toppings you can put on it. For like thirteen, fourteen dollars. And what was the candy? Was the candy? I had. I didn't get any. I didn't get any. It was charged by the pound. I don't remember what it was per pound, but but, uh, they had also cupcakes. I had chocolate covered strawberries, and they had milk chocolate, or they had dark chocolate and white chocolate. And I asked if they would do milk chocolate, and he did it right there for me. Mm. And they had Rice Krispie treats, that kind of thing. They also had. Halloween themed candy, like mm-hmm. cupcakes yeah. and now, Rice Krispies and things. This like is that. at additional cost. Exactly. Yes. Everything but in here is very, at additional cost. Very, yes, very reasonable. Yeah. Right, very but I just don't low. want yeah. people to think that that's included in there. It's not part of your dining. Right. It's no, it's that's charge. a really nice surprise. I really enjoyed that. Yes. Um, there's also another place I like is the Vista Cafe. It's up on deck four or five because it overlooks the lobby. Four, yeah, and they also serve some specialty coffees the there, and they'll have a little a little display case as well where you can get some desserts and snacks. But there's a bunch of chairs there, so sometimes it's nice if there's live music playing in the lobby, you can sit up there. It's a little bit quiet. You can enjoy it, have a drink. People. Yeah, it's just that's what I love, love, love about these ships is finding these little places mm-hmm. where you can hang out and, and just you know right. enjoy. It was. I really enjoy that area. Do you as have well. anything else for quick service that we miss? I do. Room service. Room service. Yeah. Room service we ordered. Um, we ordered chicken wings. The problem is they only come in. The order is five chicken wings. <laughs> now, I can eat ten chicken wings, and I'm being really kind of polite. I could eat fifteen chicken wings. These were not huge, so we would order chicken wings as our lunch or our snack or our dinner, or whatever, and. But you would have to order a enough orders to make an order of chicken wings, so that they would come to our Can door. I have with, seventeen uh, right, orders with of like, chicken wings, like, a, like you know, covered wagon train of carts. <laughs> well, they do that. They do that thing at room service where you place your order and they say, "Well, how many are, are we serving?" And at first, I was truthful and I said two, and the woman on the other one gasped, <gasps> two. So finally, I said, "Oh yes, there's seven of us now." There's seven of us. And I, I said to her one day, "Can you just make an, two orders of twelve wings each?" No. All right, we'll have six orders of wings. I thought room service was delivered quickly. I thought everything was hot. That surprised me. Yeah. That surprised me. Room service usually comes tepid. Everything showed up very warm. There is ice cream. uh, There's free ice cream upstairs. Yep. And and they've gone back to ice cream as opposed to iced milk. Right. And there is a difference. And for, for a while, they had switched over to doing ice milk. And I'm like, you know... No, no, no. Not for the price you're charging for these cruises. Put some damn ice cream in there. And, they and you're on a cruise. Yeah, really? You know, you've eaten like 
all day, every day, and all of a sudden you're going to switch to ice milk because it's lower in calories. Right, exactly. They have the, you know, in the district lounge area, there's a little area, like a little hot plate area. Sometimes where they'll put hot finger foods out in the evenings. For you know, that's the, I wondered what those were for. I never yeah. saw them. Yeah, full. they don't do it usually yeah. until later. Usually about eleven or eleven thirty, they'll put something out for about an hour, and uh, it's usually like chips and salsa or or I things like that. that. Chips and seltzer. <laughs> is that a Canadian thing? It is. It is. Yeah. So while we're on that, let's. I know we have. We were talking about entertainment next, but let's talk about the lounges. Let's talk about the district. That's the more adult area. It is. Kristen should talk about that. Or Stacy. They spent a lot of time. And Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Craig lived there. I said I was really excited to get to experience these because, like I said, I this is my first adult-only cruise, and where I could get rid of my kids long enough to do something like that. Didn't you text your husband the first day and tell him you're never bringing the children? I did. Yes. I've said I'm never bringing them again, yes. and I said it many times after that. And I he mean, showed them the text. Yes, and then I got another one back. Of them like mad at me because I said I was never bringing them again but it was it was great to get to go to the lounges we spent a lot of time at Evolution we went to the adult show every night right um, and then when we left there we went over to the other one the district lounge there was the with, district the D- lounge. with the DJ yeah, the district okay. lounge where the DJ would play mm-hmm. this is the first time on a Disney ship that it wasn't deserted by 11 o'clock like the last night, we were out there until two, two or two thirty because it was filled with dreams on limited travel. Yeah, but the DJ was playing. The dance floor was full. I've yeah. never seen this on a yeah, Disney ship before. Yeah, a lot of times before. those entertainment areas are a ghost town by right. ten thirty. And they yeah. moved, They used to do that kind of thing in Evolution, but I think they realized there weren't enough people, so they moved it up to this district lounge area. It's kind of a little bit of a walkthrough area, right. and uh, it was hopping. Like people were out there and they were dancing. They have the pub. What is it? Six, Five, six seven. eight, seven? Yeah. Six, yeah, eight, six, seven. Eight, seven. Yes. six, eight, six, seven. Six, eight, seven. That, we love that. We mm-hmm. hung out there a lot. Mm-hmm. They yes. do trivia and stuff in there, but they serve beer. They had, we found these big recliners yeah. in front that of a wall game. of TVs when that's, it was football day. That's where you it can was, watch your football, and they do have all these, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, hidden recliners, and, uh, then I also enjoyed they had uh, checker and chess boards <laughs> all throughout in there, so, uh, you could feel very old, intellectual as you were. Sitting there drinking, so it was it was definitely. When did uh, checkers become complex. intellectual? I don't know. They were playing when you were in a bra most nights. Bra lip gloss. Him and Corey were playing chess one night, and we were all kind of we'd all kind of hang out, and we were kind of watching. It's like I am just not watching this happen any longer. This is the worst thing I've ever done on a cruise. <laughs> is watch you two play chess, but it's there. Like it's just so it was such a great place to be, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know, you, Pink is in there, the champagne bar. Um, I thought you sky- singer. No, <laughs> no, she wasn't. Pink is performing no, nightly. No, we had Gene Simmons. That's another story. Yeah. Um, skyline, skyline is there. See, now Skyline's kind of cool because, uh, you know, the the background background windows um, are all views of various cities around the world, and throughout the evening, those views change. So, like, one night, you know, it's Hong Kong, and then, it, you know, it becomes San Francisco, and it's really it's- cool. I see, we didn't even talk about one of my favorite places, and I think the name of it is Hemisphere. Meridian. 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 I was there one night. He loves it. He doesn't even know the name. I love, well, I love Meridian, the Meridian Lounge, because it's one of only two places on the ship where you're allowed to smoke. Right. It's a cigar cigar and tequila bar, right? Well, I I don't know about cigars or tequila, because I'm up there smoking cigarettes, but... No, they do um, have, they do have big, huge cigar. I know that they've got a full bar, Mm -hmm. and... And a lot you know. of top shelf stuff, right? Yeah, and it's like very, 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 so. uh, 
gentlemen's yeah. club. I think maybe I think Hemingway should hang out there. So maybe that's what I thought it was. <laughs> Let folks know it's up between Paolo and Remy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but it's Meridian accessible be- to anyone. Right, it's Meridian because it straddles the middle of the ship, the line that goes down the center of the ship. And you have a it's great a view out the back view, of the yeah. ship. It's the fantail. Yep. There's and then there's a couple like there's like pool bars and stuff like that as well. There's the one that's up above the adult pool area. Current. Currents, yeah. you know, it's up there. I know a lot yeah. of people hang out up there as well. So there are a lot of of places for adults to be. I know the district after a certain time at night becomes adult only, so it's no longer family activities. And it's just that they have a, something for everyone from right. the sports bar theme type thing to yeah, the, the champagne. champagne. So there was a, there was really. This is making me want to go back on the ship. Does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I missed the champagne bar. That you didn't go in the champagne bar? We didn't get... I, oh, I Stacey think has we to go there. back. We do. We need yeah. to go back and try that a lot of, You spent a lot of time at that tequila... The tequila... Yeah, yeah the tequila tasting. We did a tequila Excellent. tasting. Mm-hmm. And let's, so let's talk about entertainment now. Disney is world-renowned for their entertainment. Yeah, not on the ship, then. <laughs> Sorry. All right. This particular cruise has three of their Broadway-quality... Or style Touch shows, style, yeah. Broadway style shows. Um, there's three of them. There's the Villains Tonight, Golden Mickey's, and Believe. This kind of becomes my issue. This is where I, I don't always go back to Disney because I've done it so much that it, it had been so long since I'd been on, but the shows are still the same. Mm-hmm. A lot of the menus are still the same. So there's not enough change for me to keep me on a regular basis. I don't have small kids. So... You know, while I love it for a certain thing, sometimes some of this I think is old. Like, I'd like to see something new. But I believe is one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. I believe love that show. Awesome. There's that part where the dad and the daughter dance, and I start crying four minutes before it starts because <laughs> you know what's coming. So, you know, everybody, and we had some, some people with us that had never been on the cruise and had never seen one of the shows. So. I start crying because I missed the casino at that point. <laughs> where is the casino? And if you're on a four night sailing, on the fourth night, they'll do an, something else. So they may bring on somebody. It could be a magician or something like that. Um, they've had different entertainers on. If there's a really big movie release, they may show a movie in the Walt Disney Theater that night because uh, they can do 3D movies in there as well. So the shows are, are really an appeal, and they're full all the time, and they're really... And they do two shows a night mm-hmm. to coincide with dining. Yes. If you go to an early dining, you go to the later show, and then the reverse. That yes. is true. Mm-hmm. And there's other activities around the ship. We showed uh, what happened in the uh, last week's show. We showed what happened for the Halloween at High Seas. Right. But there's always something entertainment at night down there for the kids to keep the kids entertained. There's a sail-away party. There's there's pirate night. Right. First run of movies is a big thing. Mm-hmm. On a three-night cruise, there's not a lot of time to catch right. a movie. But if you're on a little bit of a longer cruise, a family of four being able to go see Finding Nemo, yeah, that's a cost saving. You take a family of four to the movies. You know, you're going to spend. I can tell money. you something else too. The in-room movies and on-demand movies they had were incredible. I mean, all Marvel movies were there. A lot of old Disney was being shown, so that was really great too. You can keep kids entertained with that. Um, what other activities do you want to mention for adults? So we're going to activities for adults. What is there's the pool area, Satellite Falls, Bingo, the, the spa. Bingo is actually you know, families can do bingo, not just adults. So that's well, a good before thing. Before you before you go running past the spa, um, arguably, I think I think the Oasis Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas gives it a run for the money. Arguably the best spa mm-hmm. on the sea. Um, 
and these things these things rival the best high-end spas on land that you'll find um just in the breadth of services the and how beautiful they are i mean they're really really well done great treatment rooms great product all elements product and uh it's it really is the spa's phenomenal senses spa on the uh on the ship yeah and it's and if you you're a spa person thumbs up you can book those in advance through your cruise planner as you're you know as you're preparing for your cruise and doing your online check-in or there's all often availability once you're on board. I don't know that you ever book anything in advance, do you, Pete? No. You're booking once you're on board. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if it's a if it's a port day, they may have specials. The only time I would suggest that you really make a point of booking in advance is if you want to have one of the massages on Castaway Key. Right. Absolutely. Those book and those rarely cancel. Yeah. So it's really that is the one thing I would say. If you want to do a cabana massage on Castaway mm-hmm. Key. Then you need yeah. to uh, you need to book that in advance. But other than that, I've always been able to get pretty much everything I wanted the day of uh, embarkation. But go embarkation day, right. like go like right away and nail you know nail everything down with mm-hmm. that. But they did. I, I joked that some of the girls had done tequila tasting, but they have wine tastings and beer tastings for mm-hmm. adults that you can sign up for. There is a charge for those. There is. It's twenty. Well, for ours, we did tequila and margarita tasting. It was twenty dollars, and I think we walked away having had. Four. Oh, you all were drunk. <laughs> oh, they were lit. They were lit. Yeah. We had four shots of different drunk, limited travel. <laughs> there you go. And what two two margaritas that were topped, topped off, off each? So you really, right. I mean, it really was inexpensive for what you got. For twenty dollars. And the bartender so was just a wealth of knowledge about oh, the different tequilas and how he makes his margaritas from fresh fruit and all kinds of things. So I know those are very popular, and those can only yeah. be booked once you're on board. Right. There was a book through guest services once you're on board. And I think we some of us booked it like an hour or two before the actual tasting. And then when they were done their tequila tasting, I was looking for them because I didn't participate, and they were all at the... They were, they were all, all at the rebooking. We were all booking on board. <laughs> they all decided to go and rebook on board. No wonder our numbers spiked. Yes. The oh, my God. I love you guys. we got to do this again. I'm sure there was a lot of that going on. I'm sure there is. And then they got home and they yeah, went, There was a lot of love being shared yeah. after that. Exactly. So, yeah, they were all at the rebooking. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, those are dizzy get you. Yeah. Um, family entertainment, family activities on board? We had mentioned the bingo. Families can participate in that. They have different game shows. Um, the Midship Detective Agency is a nice is a nice thing that, you know, you can... It takes you... It's like a... What would you call it? A treasure hunt almost? Scavenger, scavenger, hunt, scavenger yeah. hunt would be a good word. Where you get, like, a map and you go all over the ship and the paintings come to life and they do different things and you get clues and you solve a mystery. So that's really cool. Um... What am I missing? We talked about the aqueduct. Um, swimming. Swimming. There's a, yeah. well, Finding Nemo splash pad. Um, and that's more towards the kids. We'll mm-hmm. get there in a minute. But um, I'm always envious. I want to go in there. I do, too. Yeah. It was, like, so yeah. much fun. Yeah. So, again, what, one of the places where Disney really is elevated amongst all cruise lines, you know, again, we love other cruise lines, but this, you can't argue with this, is their children's programming. Right. Mm-hmm. Second have, to none. Right. What yes. they have for kids is incredible and, again, makes adults jealous. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about what the kids Especially have. on this ship, yeah, on the ships. Dream and the Fantasy. Yeah. It's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. So the Oceaneers Club and Lab, those are for children. 
um, ages three to do they go to twelve ish? And so um, it's separated, but it's kind of connected. And um, they've recently been re- redone and added Star Wars, which yeah. I think we have a video. We of, do. Right? We have a video from Oceaneers Club. Let's roll that, and we can talk a little bit about it. Um, what's really great is that it's got um, sort of something for everybody. Mm-hmm. For every kid and sort of that age group of going. And that's Andy's room from Toy Story. Yeah. Yes. So it'll have different areas for different ages of children, but they're all one. You can move between them all. There'll be some activities that are just for a certain age group. Um, the kids are wearing a band, sort of like the magic band, but mm-hmm. not really. And it allows the uh, the the team at the kids club to, to shock to, them from, from, from yeah. the phone. Yeah, when they <laughs> you know, if you're opening. coming to pick them up, they can identify instantly <laughs> where they are. Pixie Hollow. We had to take yeah. Craig away from the dresses. Here's the Disney Infinity area. I assume something happens here about video games. I don't really know. There's like little <laughs> oh, statues. So cool. There's like statues and things. I don't know. They're little dolls. What do you do with these dolls, Pete? They go on the base station, and that character then appears in the game, and those, each character has different abilities and strengths and powers and different things and now this is where i want to go this is the star wars area it's the millennium falcon you can drive the millennium falcon you know if you boarded early on embarkation day they have open house we could go play with we could get some great pictures of you and guiding this spaceship thing thing Spaceship thing, ordering the destruction of Alderaan. Yeah, they also attacking have- the sea police. <laughs> However, that's not. I mean, that's not the only thing they have there that's interactive. No. There's we're going to see it up next. There's a R two D two. So the level of detail here is incredible. I mean, yeah. they've really sort of just gone above and beyond. They've leveraged this franchise to within an inch of its life. Before Disney Cruise Line, for a lot of cruise lines, um, a kids club, and I know I'd had my son in some was a floor full of (laughs) beanbag chairs and a wall of TVs, and that was Kids Club. And so Disney has made everybody, you know, uh, elevate their game a little bit. Oh, I remember, well, I remember we went on, uh, we did the Universal Land Sea, and it was the Enchantment of the Seas. Mm -hmm. We went into their Kids Club, which Um. was like, you really have to not like your children to send them there. There were 40 sewing machines in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so and this is what's happening now. So the you know, Royal Caribbean is redoing a lot of and I would say Royal Caribbean's probably second on the market right now to what's happening with but even with kids' there, clubs. But even then it's a distant. And what we've what we've heard from people is that, you know, they'll so they'll leverage these different properties, mm-hmm. you know, with uh with the uh, Universal's a lot of Nickelodeon, yeah. a lot the, of their the DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Yeah. Um they'll leverage these properties, but the 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 strength and the continuity of how they're used and how they're integrated into right. what's offered isn't there. This is Disney's specialty. This is where this is Disney's bread and butter. And so, you know, uh, Royal Caribbean, it almost feels like, oh, well, we have, you know, this character here and this character there. Like, that's all the kids care disjointed, about. Disjointed, yeah. And so it's very, very disjointed. Like, all of a sudden, Kung Fu Panda shows up, appar- uh, right. apropos to nothing. And Mushu. And it's like, what is going on here? Whatever their dragon is. How to train your li- how to train your lizard? What is that movie that they have? Let but any of that, just let it go. Move <laughs> on. Characters do also appear in the Oceaneers Club and Lab too. They have a send off, like a, a slumber party with Peter Pan and or Pluto shows up, and they just they just make it wonderful. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> 
Slumber party with Peter Pan? No, no, I'm, I'm thinking I had to train the lizard. Uh, <laughs> train the lizard. How to train the dragon? Train your dragon. Okay, yeah. so this feels like a really good place to stop. Um, we hope we gave we gave you a really good uh, overview of our cruise on the Disney Dream. There's so much to talk about. So much we didn't cover. Um, but I think what we all walked away with, we kind of rekindled that magic, not to be hokey. No question about I mean, it. It reminded us of why, why we loved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. And it reminded us of all of the reasons why we're paying more for it. Right. And that's not to say it's still for everybody. I get that. Not everybody, ha- people have budget concerns. I completely get that. And it's not to say we can't find you another option. But it just reminded us that... You're just paying for something that is second to none. And I, I, I want to I drive home a point. Um, we're not saying this simply because we sell this. Uh, if any of you, I know a lot of you watch our, our, our Diz Unplugged podcasts, our shows. Um, you know that we have not been shy about criticizing Disney Cruise Line, talking about the pricing um, for years now. We have not been shy about that. Um, that's what kind of made this so stunning was that, you know, we really had bought into the narrative. I I just got to be honest. We had bought into the narrative that it it was, it was overpriced. It was overpriced and not worth it. And we were feeling that way. I know we've talked about it privately so that we went on the ship and had the same reaction afterwards. And it was all genuine. It's not craven. It's not about selling it. It was a genuine response to those of us that had really been kind of feeding into the, the whole, this is too, too expensive narrative, myself included. And, you know, and it, it, kind, of, it, it, it kind of drove home for me, uh, shut up until you've done it again. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you haven't done it in a while, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. We, we, when I got home, we were talking, I was talking about it with Chris, and uh, we... You know, we've really got to get on another. We really have a vacation again yeah. on another oh, Disney I, ship. I can't tell you, that I same am, discussion. I yeah. have been. I have been looking in at January, February for any any dates that yeah. open up that work with my schedule. I'm like, like yeah. ever since we've gotten back, like every few days or every week, I'm like checking yep. just to see if I can find. The something. most frustrating part is that they're filling up. The most frustrating part is like, oh my gosh, there's no. You know, staterooms of this level available anymore, and you think, shoot, I missed out. But yeah. maybe the following. I'm I'm like ready for an. I'll, I'm like I'll go for an inside at this point just oh, to get back wow. on the ship. I want pictures. <laughs> so, no, Kevin's not going. Kevin's- Even if I book you a secret pothole room, potholes <laughs> on the floor. Pothole. All right, thank you. Drain your lizard room. Yeah. All right, thank you guys very much for joining us. Thank you guys for being a part of our conversation. <laughs> Body training part of. Uh- oh my god, I can't get out <laughs> of this. I can't get out of this fast enough. (laughs) Pull the ripcord. We hope you guys have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. 